Thanks for checking out the weekly Harmony Church podcast. For more information and resources about Harmony Church or any of the Harmony events, check out the Harmony Church website or Harmony Church Facebook page today. Now let's start with something funny. A couple were going on holiday together, but the wife had an emergency at work. So they agreed that the husband would go as planned and his wife would meet him at the hotel the next day. When the husband got to his hotel and had checked in, he thought he would send his wife a quick email just letting her know that he got there okay. As he typed in her email address, he made a typo, a mistake. And his email was sent to an elderly preacher's wife instead. It just so happened that the husband had said, her husband had sadly died the day before. When the grieving old preacher's wife checked her emails, she read the one from the holiday maker and let out an awful, loud and piercing scream and then fainted on the floor. At the sound of her falling, her, her family rushed into the room and they tended to her and then looked, had a look at her computer and this is the email on her screen. Dearest wife, just checked into my hotel room. Everything is prepared for your arrival tomorrow. <laughs> P.S. It's sure hot down here. <laughs> oh man, what a mistake. It's funny, isn't it? Amazing, isn't it? Wow, what an incredible time, guys, we have to get people baptized. Alpha's doing so well. We're making room for more. This is really a time of mission. That's why it's so appropriate that we had both the baptisms and the missions focused today. Actually, we're going to have also Tim uh, and Rachel be sent off separately on the 19th of January uh, because they're being supported. So, so we support the school. We support uh, the trust there with Danny and, and Wan Lin uh, as the running of the school. And then Tim and Rachel also separately we support from our missions as missionaries. So of course, Rachel has been a long-term missionary with us anyway. And uh, so it's wonderful that we can support them and, and send it up because this, the school will start that week after that. And Catherine and I will be speaking at that new Pioneer School of YWAM. And so it's going to be absolutely amazing. People from all over the world are coming to it. So it's going to be this absolutely amazing. Amazing. But God is expanding His kingdom, right? And we are making room for more. And I can't, I can't think of anything else I would like to give my life to is to do this kind of stuff. My, my parents, my mother was a long-term missionary. I was, well, three years old, I was running around in Australia because there were missionaries working with T.L. Osborne from America and sent well, my, my father-in-law. She was the pianist of my grandfather who had rallies and things all over the world. And she was the pianist. And then my father, I guess, found you and then, huh? got married and all this kind of stuff happened uh, but of course I'm a fourth, fourth generation missionary so my mother still preaches she still goes to South America she's going to Indonesia after being here after Christmas so and she's close to 80 so come on man this is just amazing that God is still it's never too late you keep going there's no retirement in the kingdom of God right you just keep on going right it's just so exciting so we're, we're born for this guys all of us we're born for missions. Look at this wonderful scripture here in 1 Peter 2.9. But you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may, what? Declare the praises of Him who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light. I love this in the Passion Translation. But you are God's chosen treasure. Priests who are kings. Everybody say this. Priests who are kings, a spiritual nation set apart as God's devoted ones. He called you out of darkness to experience His marvelous light, and now He claims you as His very own. He did this so that you would broadcast His glorious wonders throughout the world. 
Come on, there's our mission statement right now. He wants us to broadcast His wonderful glories, His wonderful. We want Jesus to be famous all over the globe. It is so wonderful. It is our mission. We are born for a time like this. We are priests who are kings. Now, yesterday, the down school have left this one around because they had a, a play and they had this thing. Actually, it was in the Theater Royal, but everything was brought back here. And said, do you, do you need this chair? I said, you know, the scripture tomorrow is you are royal priesthood. You are priests who are kings. And I thought, this is wonderful. We can use this for a moment because I am actually royalty. I am royalty. You are royalty because we are actually sitting in heavenly places with Christ. It's so wonderful and how it fits in with this whole thing because that's who we are. But we got to get out of this seat. We can't just sit there forever. Yes, although we are seated in heavenly places and that's our play. We're sitting on the throne with God and Jesus. It's absolutely wonderful. But we got to get out of there because God has given us a mission. So I thought last night when I got the chair, I think I'm going to change my title from meeting the need as we look at the, the, the making room for more. I'm going to get off your throne. Or, or something else. Or get out of your chair. <laughs> get out of your chair. Yes, we are absolutely seated in heavenly places as royalty, as sons and daughters of God. That's who we are. And that's who is marvelous. But we've got a mission to do. Jesus came from heaven down to earth. The beautiful scripture we had last week, remember? That he did not uh, saw his equality with, equity with God to be something to be grasped. But he made himself nothing. He made himself a slave. And that's why he's called the servant king. He is a king, but he's still a servant because he came to serve us and lead us to the Father. And now we have been commissioned like him. Although we are royalty, seated with him in heavenly places, have been wonderful new nature, a new identity, everything that we have. But now we also go into the world as we leave this church, go into the world because, and we serve creation. And we serve the people as servant kings. Isn't it beautiful? Yeah, you're very excited. I see that. We're making room for more, guys. Enlarge the tent of your, uh, Isaiah 54, enlarge the side of your tent, make room for more. God is telling us to make room for more because we're filling up all the time. We're filling up all the time. And it's not just because we are filling up here and getting more, we need more room. It's just because God is sending us more people, so we've got to make more room. Now, we could have, sent, we could have done another church or campus, but we felt, no, we do a third service. So here we go. We've got the slide and the big posters down the road too, down the hallway here. Is we're going to make room for more. Come on, say it. Make room for more. We're going to make room for more. God always wants to make room for more people, more of his prodigals to come home, more of his lost people to be found. That's our heart. That's the habit of Jesus. He came to seek and save what was lost. And so we want to make room for more. And so we're going to have a second morning service next year. It starts on the, um, on the 16th of February. It's going to be 9.15, 11.15, and 5.15. That's why it's kind of the same, you know. That's why 5.15 starts t today. Uh, but that will start next year. And a lot of the families already told me 9.15 is a great time for the kids and stuff like that. So it's going to be absolutely amazing. So make sure even now, please start inviting now. It's only three months away. Start inviting somebody to the launch. <laughs> Rick says yes. He's paid here, guys. Come on, what about you? Not paid. Come on, he's got to say yes, you know. <laughs> Come on, guys. It's nice. We've got to say yes, you know. We've got to say, make people, you know, good stewards. Of, I saw this beautiful scripture last night in the Word for You today. Anybody read the Word for You today? Word for Today, whatever it's called. 
It said here, each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in various forms. Isn't that beautiful? We'll talk about this a bit more today. We are on a mission from God. Isn't that exciting? We're on a mission from God. We want all of us to be involved. This is not a spectator sport. Christianity. We, we are in this together. We all get to play. We all want to play. We all need to play. And so you're all invited to come onto the team to serve people. We're invited to be ministers. When you go out to your job tomorrow, to work tomorrow, it is your ministry. But also as a church, what we're doing here, this is also your ministry. And we come to serve and we come to give our lives for the sake of the gospel. I came here 31 years ago because I gave my life. I could have done a lot of other things. My mother knows that. It was a big sacrifice for me. But sometimes it's not about me being, you know, stay where I am and be, be easy and, you know, comfortable. I've been homesick for 31 years. But the thing is, though, it's not about that. It's about serving Christ and where I'm called. And God says, go to New Zealand because I want to raise my name up in Jesus, my, my son Jesus, his name up in the islands of the sea, you know, Isaiah 24, and I want you to be part of that. So that's what I'm doing. I'm just lifting up the name of Jesus. That's what we want to do. We want to lift up the name of Jesus in this nation and join with you in the lift of nations. So why we're we serving is because Jesus is our servant. We saw this before. He is the servant king for the Son of Man did not come expecting to be served, but to serve everyone and give his life in exchange for the salvation of men. Isn't it wonderful? He came down from heaven, came down to earth, became a baby. We, we do this at Christmas right now. You know, beautiful tree. Thank you, by the way, for all the team who are doing all the Christmas decorations. Vicky and the whole team. So thank you so much. Well, that's so beautiful. He came to earth for us. He came to serve us so we might know the Father. And now he commissions us to be servants of him that others may also do this. Now, the second thing is, I told last week too, because serving in this house facilitates people meeting Jesus. People meeting Jesus. Catherine and I invited Kelly to come. Didn't come straight away, but then after a while she came. You guys have been invited people, and after a while they will come. Remember, have your little cards. Make sure you have some of those blue cards over there. The, the times are wrong on the thing, but you can still invite people uh, because everything is changing all the time. At least you got the address there, you know, and you got a little thing. But give, make sure you have some in your pocket, you know. I have them. Make sure you're ready. Often I've been stuck with it. I have no card. And it's nice to invite somebody to church because this facilitates people to know Christ and then to grow. We're all growing together to know Christ without people serving we did it last week we had a blackout here at one state because if nobody serving this morning about 50 people are serving us this morning if we will not be served this morning we will not be sitting here nice and comfortable with the music playing so beautifully thank you Hannah you know the lights and all this kind of stuff with the kids and all the stuff parking with all this stuff will not happen without us serving somebody laying their lives down for other people and that's what we get to do but we do it not for each other only we do it for the world we do it for the people who are not yet here because this facilitates a beautiful moment, a beautiful place that people can be safe to come in and to hear the gospel, to worship, to feel the Holy Spirit and their lives to be changed. Amen. Now one more thing I didn't say last week and then I got two more speakers to come, three more speakers to come. The reason why we serve is also it enhances your experience of being needed and being known. Everybody has a sense of want to be, have a belonging and a sense of, hey, you want to be needed and you want a sense of belonging. One of the best ways to do this is to be part of a team and to start serving in this way. The best way to feeling engaged and wanted and needed is to get involved. So I want to say to you, get involved. 
get involved. We can all spend some time, maybe an hour a month or something, two hours a month or something to serve. We would like all of us to serve. You know, it is because we are all serving, it is because we're all giving money too that we can actually expand. We could not do this if we not carry this thing together. And the best way for you to feel part as a son and a daughter of this house is to get involved. Because then you need it because you don't show up. Hey, where are you? You know, you need it. But not only that, sometimes it really beca- be- a lot of friendships are built around teams when you, when you do teams and stuff. A lot of our, in our previous church, a lot of the life groups were actually, were actually around uh, uh, serving. We're the worship team, but not the worship band. You've got a, a life group, right? They've got a life group, you know? And so there's other people who've got life groups. You've got a setup group. You've got a, you got a parking group, but Raymond and those guys, you know? And whatever you have, all these groups, and you feel belonging, you feel ownership, you're part of things. So I would like you to do this. I love you that love this house like I love this house because Jesus died for this house. He loves this house. Jesus says where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And I pray with all my heart that you feel like the bride of Christ, the church, will be your first love like Jesus is. Jesus is your first love. But he loves his bride. We are his bride. And we come to serve and we want to support this together. Now we're going to have a few people speak right now. I want to first ask Alea, and then after that Rick, and after that Janelle. Now, Alea, you want to come? No? Wherever you are. Give it up for Alea. Now, I want to honor her because I, I, if, we had those, those, if we had those kind of prizes, we haven't got them yet, but prizes yet, you would get, in my books, you would get the Volunteer and the Servant of the Year Award. So, it's like... Um, didn't expect to be back up here so soon, <laughs> but hey, here I am. Um, cool. I just want to share a little bit of my testimony and my journey of serving. Um, yeah, it's been, it's been interesting. Um, so I start, when I first started going to church, I really got involved in, um, it didn't end up working so well because I didn't know about boundaries back then. Um, I do now. Um, it's been a running theme at church for like the last couple of months and it's been awesome. It's been so good for me. Um, so yeah, I started going and getting involved um, and it was with people I'd grown up with and um, getting reconnected and getting to know them even better was such a good time. And it was a pretty small church. Um, so everyone knew everyone and it was great. Um, so I started helping out and I did sound. Um, and I was really, really good because I connect a lot during worship and it's like definitely my place. Um, and it held great meaning for me. But as time went on, more and more expectation got added, more than I ever agreed to in the first place. Um, and I felt uh, pressured and powerless. And then I was also told that it should feel like it's a privilege to serve. And I'm like, uh, okay, wonderful. Um, so then I found other people who are feeling the same way. And I had company. So it wasn't a problem with me, right? So about this time, I moved out of home. Um, and so I started only existing for these people on a Sunday, and it wasn't so great. Um, But then I moved into town, and I decided I need to find another church closer in town instead of making a 45-minute trip out there every Sunday. But, um, yeah, so I moved on, and I moved to another church, but I didn't, uh, still hadn't got boundaries, so it wasn't so great. Um, Because I was like, yeah, I'm going to 
fully have a new church. It's going to be a whole new experience. It's going to change me. It's going to change everything. Um, But it didn't quite work out that way because I needed to do some work on me first. Um, So I went through pretty much the same thing, um, except in a shorter amount of time. Um, But I didn't know that there was um, a right way of doing things and a wrong way of doing things. So I just kind of floated through and tried to make my way through things, doing the same thing I'd done before. So I decided that I needed change. Um, So I decided to come to Harmony. And when I decided to come to Harmony, I made a commitment. And I hesitated about it for a while because of the way things had made a pattern in my past. But um, I started feeling really safe here, and I put my hand up to help with coffee and volunteer. Um, And after a while, I felt God telling me it was time to step up. So I put my hand up um, to go all in, and I did that. And it's been a bit of a roller coaster ride, but um, I went in fully aware that I had choices this time, um, that everyone is human, um, and therefore not perfect, including myself. But um, yeah, it was my choice this time, my choice to do it. And so I was happy. I was happy to do it. And it's been been a privilege to serve here. Um, I've come a far away since then, and so has the coffee. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I've been doing an internship here for the past year, which we graduated last night. Um, So I've been learning a lot and growing a lot and changing me. Um, And it's been so awesome. Um, My serving roles uh, during the year have expanded quite a bit into a few different areas. Um, And so sometimes it feels like I do live here during the week. But um, it's been so good for me. And it's such a contrast to how it used to be. Um, And it's given me a whole lot of experience perspective on what it means for me to serve and serve well. And I love being part of a great team and having an awesome time doing it because it's not dreary and horrible and like, oh my gosh, what a drag. It's actually so much fun when you're here and you're doing it with some really awesome people who you build relationship with. And it's not just a surface, hi, how are you? Nice to see you on a Sunday. Goodbye. Um, it's... it's um, really, really awesome. I've learned language and, and, and how to put my past serving experiences into perspective and realise that even though I've had my part in the why of why they didn't go so well, um, it's been really a great journey to show me how to look at things with a grateful heart. That in following this path, it's been a great honour to get to know the amazing people here, who there is so many of them, who give of their time and also so much effort to make this place run during the week and on a Sunday. Um, Whether or not you go to church, serving is universal. It can be found in your workplace or in your community or in your family. Have you served somewhere? Was it a great experience or not so good like the previous times I've had? Um, Serving and doing an internship here has been one of the most best life-transforming things I have ever done. Um, It's changed me. It's expanded my life in the best ways, stretching me, breaking off old mindsets and really bad habits, teaching me that I can trust people again, that I can have honest and real friendships, something I've always dreamed about, and now I have. It's so good. 
And I'd like to think if I went back to those churches now, that having so much change in me, the way I see things and work out the way I work things out now, um, my experiences would be very much different because I've changed. Now, you're probably not going to catch me washing anybody's feet anytime soon, but I would like to think that I'm following in Jesus' footsteps closer every day. Thanks for sharing your time with me, and um, I hope to see you serving somewhere. Isn't she awesome? Um, I love Alea because she delivers my coffee. It's my drug of choice. Uh, but I love her passion for what she does and what she brings to the team and how she shares it with other people. She is brilliant. And uh, just thank you, Alea. Hey, um, my part of the talk is talk about the practical needs heading into the third service. And um, so I'm Rick Martin, by the way, the operations pastor here at Harmony, just in case you don't know me. We're going to hand out these wee yellow forms now. Thank you, Catherine. We're going to hand out these wee yellow forms to everyone. And um, on this form, we're just asking for your details so we may contact you. We'd love if you can indicate what services you plan to attend. Um, Also, uh, it just gives us an indication. It helps us with planning. Also, there's a little box to tick if you're currently serving in a service on a Sunday morning. And also, if you're not currently serving, can you just tick that if you'd like to serve? So what Gideon was talking about before and this morning, it's just um, awesome if we could know. So um, once you've filled in the forms, if you could uh, either drop them to Joe, just over here, myself, or there's a drop box out in the foyer, that would be awesome. So I want to talk this morning about the ne- uh, meet the need. That's the practical need for our third service. As Gideon said last week and and this morning, in regards to the numbers needed, it takes about uh, 50... I've had two coffees this morning and I'm shaking like a leaf. (laughs) That's right, I just hold my finger and play bass like that. That's cool. It takes uh, takes around 50 volunteers to uh, run all the areas on a Sunday morning service. And um, just so I'll run through a few of the teams just to give you a highlight. So the worship team. Now, the worship team, which I'm a part of and it's a joy, but they turn up at 8 o'clock every morning and they practice. They practice on a Thursday night. They just give their all. It's just amazing. Also, a tech visual team. So the, the team behind the sound desk down there. But I don't know if you know, we have a live feed that goes to Facebook. And have a look up in the window there. It's old Judah. So we have a volunteer up there running the live feed every Sunday morning and Sunday night. It's just brilliant. Also, the First Impressions team. So we've got car parking with Raymond. Now, if you haven't met Raymond, go shake his hand. He's a real nice bloke. Welcoming, ushering, reception, cafe, communion team, kitchens, section leaders, service coordinator, setup teams. And also the kids team. That's a huge team and also the Youth AM team. And that's only on a Sunday. So not to mention what happens during the week with all our volunteers. So we've got the Alpha team, Pastoral Care team. We've got the Women's Group, Community Group. There's so many volunteers here, and it's just a delight. I'm wondering if all those who serve on a Sunday or even a volunteer team, could you stand up, please? Worship team, every team. Can we just thank them for what they do? They make this place amazing. So going into the third service, we would love at least another 80 volunteers, that's eight zero, to do it well and to start it well. We want to make room for more, and there are so many options, and we're keen to talk to you if you're willing. In regards to our current volunteers, 
team and adding another service, we're not expecting those who are currently serving to do more. Although there are certain volunteer roles like the worship team and the kids ministry that uh, they might do a double and we really appreciate what they do and we want to thank you. We would love the new volunteer positions to be covered by more people, people who aren't currently serving on a volunteer team. If that's you, would you tick the bottom of the box and uh, put your hand up and say, yes, we'd love to serve. And we'll make contact with you and just see where you'd like to serve. If you were to join a team, it would be once a month. And like Gideon said, it might be only two hours a month, but it's brilliant joining a team. If you'd like to do more than two hours a month, that would be totally cool as well. Gideon spoke so well last week on servanthood. And one of the statements he said last week and this week is serving facilitates meeting Jesus. I totally believe that is why we do what we do as a volunteer. Playing a part in someone getting to know Jesus is so rewarding and so amazing. For myself, I'm on the worship team. My role is to hopefully hold a good baseline and try to keep in time. I might make these weird dance moves while I'm playing, so I've been told. <laughs> Often I nearly throw a hip, but it's, um, and trying to keep in time, that's for sure. But I try to bring my all each time I play. So for me, I'm not just playing the bass for myself, although I get so much joy out of what I'm doing. I'm worshipping God and also helping set a platform for those who experience worship for the first time. That can be transferred across all the roles on a Sunday. So being on a team that helps facilitate people meeting Jesus is so rewarding and, to be honest, a privilege. Also, just to say, if you're new to Harmony, one of the best ways of meeting people and getting connected is by joining a volunteer team. Over the, all the years I've been volunteering, and it's 27, I think, in various roles, 27 years rather, um, in church and various roles, this is where I've grown relationally and spiritually, but it's such a great way to get connected and to get to meet some nice people because we've got a bunch of nice people here. So just summing up, this is just my short bit around the practical need. Um, for those who aren't currently serving on a voluntary team, would you consider it to help make room for more? Fill in that we form at the bottom. That would be awesome. So I look at it this way. Think about what it might mean for someone when they walk into Harmony for the first time. What if they were greeted at the car park team and shown where to park and said hello to? And Raymond does a brilliant job of that. Then greeted at the door by our friendly team. Shouted a coffee. Shown to their seats by our ushers. Spoken to by someone next to them or a section leader. Experienced amazing worship by the team. Heard an amazing word by our speakers. Invited to someone's place for lunch or a coffee after the service. Helping people in meeting Jesus and connecting people into our church family is so important and we want to thank you for all you do. I totally believe as we head into the next exciting season of making room for more, there is so much more opportunity for growth in every area. And if you have any questions about the teams or would like more information, can you come see Joe? Wave Joe down the back there or myself and talk about the volunteer teams what is there we'd love to know your passion for what you want to do but I'll t we'll tell you where also you can fit into just to help launch this third service um, and we would really appreciate if you could fill in the form today um, this is important to us around planning but also uh, we'd love to make contact before the end of the year so um I just want to thank you too. Uh, it's just been a privilege, uh, off my notes, it's been a privilege serving here at Harmony. It is a safe place to come along to. It's a brilliant place to serve and there's great people here. So uh, thank you. So one of the areas that we want to highlight, um, and Janelle 
I'd love to invite Janelle up. She's going to talk about the kids and much more. Hello. How are you doing? Um, yeah, so really exciting. We have the opportunity to, to really invest into children's lives. And um, recently, well, not so recently, but I was on a plane and I watched the Whitney Houston movie and she sang that song and in it said, I believe the children are our future. Teach them well and let them lead the way. Um, and these children are going to be the future. They are the future. They're going to lead the way. They're going to be leading the way in education, in the church, um, in business, in different areas in our nation. And I know for me as a child, when I look back over the significant people in my life, one of them was one of my teachers and she just really invested extra time into me. And it had a real impact and it still impacts me now. And so we all have the ability to impact these children's lives. And that doesn't necessarily mean even coming and being in kids' church, although I'd love to invite some of you guys to come and do that. But we, these kids are around us in the auditorium, you know? We can make them feel welcome, you know? We can give them encouraging words, and we can just invest into the children in this place. Um, so if you're interested in getting involved with the kids, we have the Sprouts team, which is the under fives. Um, we have a year five, five years old to 11, um, and then we have our YAM, which is our Youth AM. Um, so those programs are all just going to need some extra people. Um, and I'm really looking forward to talking to anyone that's um, keen to be involved. Um, the other areas that I, that I oversee here at Harmony are Assimilation and New Christians. Um, and Assimilation is really just about getting, helping new people get connected and just feeling like this place is family. And what we're wanting to do is set up a guest area in the foyer, um, which will be a place where people can come and have a coffee and and talk and just start to get to know us. Um, but yeah, I actually felt like God woke me up in the middle of the night at four o'clock this morning and I felt to pray for someone. But then I kind of was all, almost like, okay, God, why am I awake? And I've always loved stories of when God wakes people up in the middle of the night because he tells them some cool stuff. But God actually showed me in the middle of the night that at times I've had a bad attitude towards the new service. Um, and I actually, you know, asked God to forgive me and I, and I repented of that. Um, and God said to me in the middle of the night, he said, my heart is for this city. I love each one. And as each one of you chooses to make room, both in your hearts and your lives, he will bring the people in. Um, and each one of us were all at, at a stage where we needed a place to call home. We needed to be warmly welcomed into a church by people and by God. And for me, that was 20 years ago. Um, and God drew me into a church. I could just feel him. I didn't have any Christians around me, but I could feel him drawing me in. And I know that he's done lots of that in this city already. And he's going to keep doing that. He's going to draw people in. And we need to be here warmly welcoming and loving those people as they come in. Loving them. Um, I walked in so scared, feeling so unworthy. You know, I felt like such a sinner. I felt like I didn't belong. Um, but God had called me and he said he loved me. And there was actually a family there waiting to embrace me and they helped restore me and it changed my life. And many of you may be thinking, well, I haven't really got much to offer. I can't really help. Um, when I first became a Christian back 20 years ago, I found it so hard to talk to people. I was like silenced. I just was like, it was so scary. But they started, um, they asked people to come and help serve and I started helping in the cafe and that just gave me a place where I could safely be able to interact with people um, and it was awesome. But yeah, I just know that God is asking us, will we make room for more? Um, there's a response from each one of us. There's a part to play for each one of us and yes, it's a sacrifice. It's 
it's a sacrifice, but you know, these Christians getting killed for their faith around the world. So when I think about that, it's not really that much of a sacrifice. Um, And what Jesus gave, he sacrificed his whole body, his whole life, everything for us. And Jesus loves the church. He loves this church. He has a plan for this church. He wants to bring people into this church and change their lives. So I just say, let us create a church that is ready and waiting for those who he brings in. For those that God's bringing in, let us be welcoming with open arms. Um, This year we've had 30 people do Alpha. Next year I'd love at least 100. And that requires so many volunteers with worship and food and dishes and people welcoming and and lots of different areas. Um, Another thing I'd love to see is missional life groups, life groups that are purely focused on bringing your friends and family into Do Alpha, bringing those people all around you that don't know Jesus. Um, Yeah, so will you make room in your heart for the more? (laughs) And um, just one thing that happened this morning, like I went to warehouse stationery, and the lady that served me... um, I was opening the pens at the thing, and she said, oh, I can put um, the rubbish in the bin for you. Um, I've just emptied it. And I said, oh, have you made room for more? Knowing we were talking about making room for more. And she said, of course I've made room for more. And I thought, is that going to be our heart? Of course, you know? Is that going to be our heart's posture? Of course I've made room for more. Thank you. Come on. Are you excited? Hey, make sure you fill out these things and then give it to reception at the end. Let's stand together. I got one more scripture, but we're going to do it all together. Because it's like a declaration. This is a beautiful scripture right here in Ephesians 4, which kind of talks about the church, how it is run through the apostles and the the elders of the church, and then what our task is together. So I'd like to read this together with a strong voice as a kind of a declaration of who we are. Here we go. So Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching and by the cunning and craftiness of people in their deceitful scheming. Instead, speaking the truth in love, we will grow, become in every respect, the mature body of Him who is the head, that is Christ. From Him the whole body, joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. Come on, everybody say, as each part does its work. As I am do my work, you say, as I am do my work. This is not even English there, what I'm doing right now. Anyway, come on, we all got a job to do. We all hit part of the team. We all can serve. We all can be involved into creating a great church where lost people are found, prodigals can come home, and God is doing amazing things. There was even a, a picture the other day about people, uh, like a prophetic picture of people standing outside who couldn't even get into this building because of what's going to happen. And it's because of us. It's because we're making a relationship with people. We're inviting people and people are going to come. They're going to get saved and they're going to go out. It's going to be absolutely amazing. So let's get excited about it that everything what God wants to do. Let's pray together. Father, we thank you so much. We give our lives, Lord, to your mission. As Jesus, as you gave your life to save us, Lord, 
Now we want to do the same, Lord. We want to give our lives, our whole lives, for this purpose, Lord. To see the lost saved, the prodigals come home. Even Christians who are disillusioned and are in pain to find a home where there's peace and just the love of God, unconditional love where they can grow and be planted in the house of God and can flourish like trees which bear fruit in their own season. Lord, we love you so much and we love to be part of this mission. Father, speak to us today how we can serve too in our way so that we together can carry this mission and we can grow the church. Jesus, your church, your body, your bride that we love so much. Lord, we give our whole lives to honor this love. You love us so much, Lord.